Episode 213 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Yes, we started at one. So we've amassed quite a library of topics and people on our podcasts. Episode 213 is underway. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. A story Shelby Kellerman wrote June 14th begins like this. Jordan Harris started a corporate cleaning company in 2015 when he had saved enough money from unemployment checks to buy a $45 vacuum from Walmart. Harris Dream Clean has now reached $1 million in annual revenue. Well, Jordan Harris and members of his family now operate four companies. It's an amazing success story. Harris joins me today on the podcast to talk about where he developed his entrepreneurial spirit and what he still wants to accomplish. First, let me tell you about the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Our headline is Aerial View. America's airlines are using the pandemic as an opportunity to maximize their fleets and expand into popular markets. Our big story describes what that means for anyone traveling to and from Wichita. And Daniel McCoy writes about changes for business travel and what that means for the air capital. Our coverage begins on page 12. Also this week, another in our series of reports on women who lead. This month, we focus on women in professional services. That begins on page 22. This week, we spend 10 minutes with the new CEO of Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. That's on page 39. This week's list, the city's largest architecture firms, on page 6. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses like Jordan Harris's grow. One significant way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 42. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, Jordan, it is great to talk to you today. Yours is a perfect example of the stories we love to tell at the Wichita Business Journal. I obviously want to talk about Harris Dream Clean and your other companies, but I want to learn more about you as well. Did you grow up in Wichita? Well, first, I want to say thank you. Uh, I appreciate your interest in wanting to speak with me. I really appreciate that. And yes, I did grow up here in Wichita, born and raised. What area of town were you uh, raised in? Where'd you guys live? I was born, uh, or I guess I was raised in like the southeast part of town, close to Harry and Webb over in that area. Okay, got it. Um, brothers and sisters? Yes. So I do have uh, brothers and sisters. I have an, an older brother, Lance Harris, a younger sister, Lindsay. And then I've got a younger brother, Chase, and a younger brother, uh, Leon, as well. And I have a feeling we'll hear more about them for sure uh, throughout our conversation as well. What did your parents do? Well, my uh, my dad was a basketball coach. He coached us from the time we were what 
uh, eight, nine years old or so. And then he began, you know, he coaches all the way up until we were in high school. And then he began uh, being a high school coach in Peabody, Kansas. And my mom, she worked for the county. She was a supervisor for uh, Judge Rydell's Boys Ranch. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. But sure, she absolutely. She was pregnant with me all the way until she retired. Wow. You played sports growing up all your life, right? Correct. I, I was in sports. My brother and I, we played sports. My sister, we all played sports. And we learned a lot of things that we do in business from the world of sports. We just took every that mentality and transported it to the business world. Talk about that a little bit more. I wanted to ask you about that. Your experience in sports, what were the aspects that you bring from sports to a business setting? One of them, I assume, is you know, managing a team to work toward a common goal. Right. So there's game planning. So, you know, the NBA playoffs is going on right now. So there's game planning. There's actually sitting down with your team and going over what you're going to be doing over the next week, month, quarter, and year. So there's game planning. There's also um, getting your team to follow you. So there's leadership aspects that you learn from sports and bringing that over to the business world as well. Learning from um not just talking about it, but actually doing the work, doing that work, you know, makes people want to follow you. Um, so, yeah, those are the two things. And then the most important thing that my brother and I, that I think we took from the sports world is a diehard attitude. Like we refuse to lose, you know, so right. when we win, we feel relieved, but when we lose, it's like the world is ending. So I think we, we took that mentality from the from the sports world and that's translated more than anything to the business world just a little competitive exactly exactly (laughs) if things aren't going right in the business world like you know we own a janitorial service so if things aren't going well or going according to how our standards are then we don't mind going out and cleaning the building ourselves because it needs to meet our standard no matter what lance made it to d1 shockers right he was a shocker player he was. He played a couple of years for the Shockers. He was there for Turgeon's last year and for Greg Marshall's first year. So he was able to have the, uh, the experience of both those coaches. That's interesting. Exactly. Well, I want to try to find out where your entrepreneurial spirit came from. Did you grow up thinking you wanted to create your own business? No, absolutely not. Um, if you look at my entire family, that's cousins, aunts, uncles, um, we, we don't have entrepreneurs in, in their families. So thankfully, you know, I was blessed to be one of the, uh, blessed to be the youngest grandson in our entire generation. So I was able to look around and see what my cousins and all of my family members were doing. And I just uh, was able to learn from some of their mistakes and learn from some of their successes, you know. Um, like I said, my parents, they worked their entire lives. Uh, my mom worked until she retired. And that's basically what all of our cousins do as well. But I got into the work industry. I thought I wanted to be an executive for a retail store until I started doing it. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, like no, nah, this is not what I want. Um, and then I started applying at different management jobs after I got my degree in business from Wichita State. Um, started working and uh, managing different people. And I realized pretty quickly that I would rather own the company than to 
have people tell me when to be at a place and when to leave the place and how much I'm gonna make. And I realized everything that I was doing in the management world, I could pretty much do the same thing, but I would just own the company. What were some of those jobs you had before you started uh, your company? So I worked at Target while I was in college. While I was getting my degree, I worked at Target. Um, and I figured I could go there and uh, climb the ladder, get a couple of uh, promotions so I could transfer that experience into a management position. So once I got my degree, I put on my application or I put on my resume that I had experience supervising people. And I got a job pretty quickly overseeing the cleaning company at Spirit Aerosystems. So I was a site manager there overseeing their cleaning company. And then I got fired from that job after three years. Um, so my wife and I were both unemployed and living off of unemployment checks, living off of wake checks, trying to survive. And one day I said, you know, we got to do something. So I saved up $45 and went to Walmart and bought a vacuum cleaner. That is just amazing. And, and I've talked about how in a story that we did recently, you're now up to a million dollars a year in revenue. That is, that's incredible success. And I'm so happy for you. Thanks. A lot of people have an idea for a business. But entrepreneurs take action. They buy the vacuum, then they try to drum up business. What made you sort of implement your idea other than the fact that it was out of necessity? We needed to do something. And so let's get this going. What, what made you actually take action? Well, my wife and I, we uh, had just had our first child. I, I told you I got fired from my job at, at Spirit. Right. And I got fired the day before I had my first child. So I was oh. in the hospital and everybody's telling me like, congratulations. And I'm thinking, y'all have no idea. I just yeah. I don't know how I'm paying for any of this. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm sitting there and, you know, when you have a child, you want to do things for them. And you hate to see your wife struggling and you hate to see buying milk on wick checks. Like no one wants their wife doing that, you know? Right. So. I had to do something, you know, and I knew I had the experience in the janitorial industry. I knew I had learned quite a bit from there. I also figured I could have an advantage having a business degree in the janitorial industry. I figured that I could make some relationships in that world and get some favor there. Um, and then more than anything, I wanted to be able to pass down um, a business or pass down some type of legacy or something for my kids. I didn't just want to work a job and then say, you know, I've got this retirement saved up and then I hope my kids make it. I'd rather be able to pass them a business that they can either sell for a few million dollars or they can continue running it once they get of age. So you go and you buy the vacuum. What did you do at that point? I imagine you just started knocking on doors. That's exactly what I did. I, uh, I got some business cards made. So I had $45, uh, I bought the vacuum cleaner and then I had a few extra dollars and then I, I got some, some uh, business cards made and I literally drove my uh, Nissan Altima around and I just started knocking on buildings saying like, can I, you know, I was not just saying, can I clean? I was saying, I need to clean your building because I, I wasn't telling them I was super broke, but I was just like, 
I need to clean your building. Right, right. <laughs> what, what price would you allow me to do this for? It was one of those big borrowing deal things. And eventually one group in Andover gave me an opportunity. So, uh, you know, clean their location Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I made $667 a month doing that. Um, and I did that job extremely well, extremely detailed. I communicated perfectly. And after a couple of months, I asked for a reference. So she wrote me a reference and I took that reference around to all these different businesses saying, I know you don't want to take a chance on someone who's never done this before, but I actually have done this. Here's my reference. And I got a couple more accounts and that's how I got started. So that first year, how many accounts did you end up with? This was 2015, right? Correct. So it started extremely slow. I think the first year we maybe got up to five accounts, I believe it was. And I think the company was probably doing $30,000 a year or something like that. And I thought I, I thought I was doing pretty well. Right. <laughs> you know, doing all right. Um, so, yeah, I think the first year was about five accounts or so, somewhere in there. And then when did you actually hit the million dollar mark for revenue? So I, um, I was sitting in my basement um, trying to figure out how to market. And you know, I was doing all kind of research, learning things on YouTube. And I got a random phone call one day. I picked up the phone. I'm saying, this is Jordan. And um, my wife, we have a home daycare at this point. So I could hear kids running around upstairs. I'm hoping the person on the phone doesn't hear the stomping and the, right. and the kids. And um, it was a guy on the phone. And he said, hey, do you guys do floors? Do you clean floors? And at the time we didn't. But I was like, yeah, because I'm thinking if you're paying, I'll figure out how to do it. You bet. You bet. <laughs> so that account, you know, we ended up, uh, he gave us an opportunity. Um, I ended up having to get some money and buy a machine, a floor cleaning machine. I made a bunch of phone calls to see who could do those floors for us. And we ended up making $16,000 in about two months doing that job. So that was like half of what I made the whole year, you know, and we did really well on those floors. So they ended up giving us an opportunity to do their uh, year round janitorial service for all of their buildings. And that ended up being about $200,000 or so. Wow. Around that time, I started begging my brother Lance to leave his job at Cessna overseeing their cleaning company. I'm like, it's too many buildings for me to oversee. I'm going to run this into the ground unless you help me. <laughs> and, you know, as long as I've been alive, he's done whatever he possibly can to help me. So he's like, okay. He left his job, took a big pay cut, and he began overseeing all the operations for me. So that allowed me to focus on marketing and meeting clients during the day, meeting potential clients. What year was that? That was 2017, I believe it was. Okay, so it was 17 or about 18. two years in. Exactly. Okay. And uh, we were about $300,000 then or so, I believe. And he joined me. And with him being on, on staff and allowing me to not worry about operations as much, it helped us grow from about three, $300,000 to about $1.3 million in just the next few years, the next three years or so. Wow. Um, how, uh, were there other ways you grew Harris Dream Clean? And, and how many employees do you have now? 
So we, uh, we've grown in different ways. We've, um, th the most, I guess the best way that we've grown is through our own current clients. You know, that's one of the things I read is, it's like your, your current clients is your best potential clientele, if that makes right, sense. Right. So, um, like for instance, we, we clean a few buildings for the County right now, Cedric County. Um, we started off with six or seven buildings. We maintained those and communicated extremely well. Um, and the more, you know, the more proposals that come out, we keep on giving them really good proposals and they keep on giving us more buildings because we are doing exceptionally well in those locations. So um, we have right now, I think 58 employees. I don't count them because I, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little superstitious. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I, don't count, I don't count the buildings or the employees, um, but yeah. Um, you got me with the little stitches. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> You're an office fan too, it sounds like. Exactly, it's my favorite Love show, it. you got it. <laughs> Michael. Love it. It sounds like from your description, that you did lean pretty heavily on the education you got at the Barton School of Business that paid off for you in your implementation of what you were doing as you started your business and grew it. Correct, correct. So I take huge pride in uh, the fact that I graduated from Wichita State with that business degree. I put that on every document that I send to, to potential clients. I put that on my business cards. It's just a... Uh, I guess the, the first thing that you have in common with someone is, you know, they, they know that you're actually born and raised in Wichita and you even went to Wichita State. Right. So that helps us get our feet in the door quite a bit. Talk about some of the other businesses you have created. Uh, a daycare center, real estate investment firm, commercial real estate property. Talk about how those came to be. Okay. So, um, I do take pride in my uh, education from Wichita State, but I also take pride in my YouTube university. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm one of those people. I wake up and I look at at least an hour of YouTube every single day. And that's not just it's not entertainment, but it's to learn different things. And I learned so much about real estate through YouTube. One day I started researching um, once you know once dream clean started doing really well and we had more money than we needed you know i started looking at different ways to um, invest our money so one of the things i looked up was what is the one thing that all billionaires have in common and almost every billionaire owns real estate and i'm thinking well if you know if i want to make more money then i need to do what people who make more money do right, right. so i started researching real estate i did that for about a year just learning about all kinds of different terms like refinancing, cash out refinance, all these different terms. And uh, I started speaking to my brother about it. I'm like, you know, we got a little, got some excess cash over here. What do you think about investing it into some real estate? And he's like, cool. You know, <laughs> so, right. uh, and, and also, you know, I was talking to my sister. She works at the daycare center with us. And I said, you know, we're going to be buying some houses and everything. If we pay to get your real estate license, would you do the work and taking those classes? And she was like, yeah, I'll do that. So she got the real estate license now. So every time, you know, we buy a house, she gets a percentage of that. She also helps us find houses and she's, you know, being that she has, a, she's a real estate agent. She teaches us a lot about real estate as well. Um, so that's how the real estate portion got started. Right. Um, our story last week 
described how you bought some property. Talk about why you wanted that property and what you'll use it for. Okay, so we just bought the church campus that's at 6,000 East Harry. Um, the main reason why we bought that is because we needed more space for all the, you know, all the growing businesses that we have, mainly uh, the daycare center that we own, Andrew Wings Learning Center. So um, everything that I do in business, I try to put someone that I know in place to run it, but that person has to have a wealth of knowledge in that position. I don't want to just throw somebody in there and make it have them fail, you know? Right, right. So my wife, like I told you, when I first started Dream Clean, uh, my wife and I were both unemployed. So I asked her, like, you know, why don't you, because she has an edu, she has a, what is it, a master's in educational psychology. She loves kids. So I was thinking, well, you've, you've worked in daycare your whole life. Why don't you actually start and own a daycare? So she started a home daycare center with eight kids. We had eight kids in the house. And then we ended up uh, moving to a daycare center where we partner with my brother's wife, Alex, and then my, my wife's mom, Jennifer. So they, the three of them actually run the daycare center now at this, at Angel Wings Learning Center. Um, there's, I think, 38 employees there and 134 kids there. And the only reason why I know that number, 134 kids, is because that's the only, that's the capacity that the state will allow us to have. Right. Is 134 kids and we've been at capacity for about a year and a half now and i i'm one of those people i don't like standing still you know i don't like having a roof over your head I mean, right if you can only have 34 and you have 134 then you need to be looking to do something bigger and better you know right so we bought this church facility and we plan on opening up our second location there i want to make sure i get all the names of the folks in your family who are also your business partners okay. kind of go through the list of, of folks who are with you. Perfect. So Lance Harris, that is my brother, my older brother. He, uh, he, he partners with me with dream clean. So he oversees all the operations while I do all the admin and the marketing. So he and I are co-owners. We own 50% of the business. Um, my sister, she owns love thy neighbor real estate. So that's our, residential real estate group. So my brother Lance, me and my sister Lindsay, we all co-own the real estate, residential real estate company. And then there's something special investments. That's our commercial investment company. So my wife and I, we own that business together. And then Angel Wings Learning Center, that is Alexandria Harris, who is, this is weird, but she is my wife's best friend since high school. And she married my brother. So wow, right, kind of crazy. I know. And yeah, then, <laughs> and then Jennifer is my mother-in-law. So we all own that business together. It is a family project, that's for sure. For sure, that's fantastic. Um, we talked to a lot of minority business owners, and one of the things that they've talked about is access to capital. It's really tough to get access to capital. Have you had that experience as well? Um, access to capital, we have not. Um, and I, I honestly believe that's because most of uh, most of what we do, we pay in, not most, but a lot of what we do, we pay in cash. So like if, like if we're buying cars, we buy the cars in cash. 
And then once we got to the point where we actually started needing capital, like for buying this church, right? our businesses were doing so well that most companies or most banks would lend to us because we were able to show them that we were bringing in a million dollars here and a million dollars there. Does that make sense? You bet. The numbers look good enough. They're, they're willing to take a risk and, and go with it. I think that's, that's great. And that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's right, the way it's right. supposed to be. That's for sure. Uh, how were your businesses impacted by the pandemic? Okay. So uh, Andrew Wings, um, I guess when the, when the pandemic first started, like last February or March, we went from 134 kids down to about 100 kids in about a week and a half. So that was pretty scary. And we didn't right. lay any employees off. So our expenses stayed up here, but our revenue dropped down to here. Right. You know, and when you're thinking of uh, you know, $170 per child per week, losing 30 or 34 of those kids, that's a pretty big hit, you know. Um, but thankfully, after about two months or so, our numbers went back up. So we were able to be steady from that. Uh, I guess from last April up until now, we've, we stayed at capacity. With Dream Clean, we had an inverse uh, reaction, actually, than most companies in America or around the world, I should say. Um, we actually doubled most of our locations. So wow. if a client had us, you know, if a client had three employees cleaning every day, um, Monday through Friday, they actually would double that to have people come in during the day just to do disinfecting all day. So, you know, it, it almost doubled our revenue last year, which was kind of crazy. That is amazing. Good fortune. That's for sure. All right. We were able to help quite a few people, especially with the voting that took place last year with the election. Right. We were able to bring a lot of people in and um, hire them just for that temporary work for disinfecting all the polling places right in the county so i think i think we hired like 43 people or something like that and while most people were paying you know ten dollars an hour or so we were paying more like 20 to 25 dollars an hour and mainly because we knew the profits that we were making lance and i were going to be just fine right we knew that there were people out there who were hurting so bad we can afford to double their pay and we'd be just fine wow community minded as well. That's, that's fantastic. And that's going to go a long way too. People are going to remember that. Um, Where do you go from here? It's 2021. We're in the middle of the year. Where do we go from here? And what will we be writing about in the future? (laughs) So what I'm hoping you'll be writing about or what I'm praying that you'll be writing about is our growth in the commercial uh, real estate industry. We're really looking into buying uh, more buildings uh, in the future. Um, also, I'm hoping that you see that we have, I keep saying hoping, I should be saying praying. I'm praying that um, we have four daycare centers by the end of this year. So we have one that we're opening in Wellington. We have one central, which is the one that we're opening, the, the purchase that we made. And then we're opening one North Wichita as well. So that'll be four locations up and going. And we plan to have about 450 kids total or so. Are you having fun? For sure. I, I, I love it. Like, you know, I, I love life. I love business as well. Um, business is, there's ups and downs. There's no, there's nothing boring about it. I can't think of the last time I was bored. Probably like 10 years ago when I last said I'm bored. Right. <laughs> Always something to do. 
you've done a great job. Congratulations on your success and uh, your companies. And uh, like I say, we want to stay in touch with you. I know there's a lot more to talk about in the future. So Jordan Harris, thanks for spending some time with us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Like I said, I'm thankful that you're actually interested in speaking with somebody, some little guy like me. So I appreciate the fact that you're willing to speak with. It's a great story and you signify everything that uh, we, we look for in small and medium-sized businesses. Well done. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 213. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to producer Kirk Semenoff, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.